Hello, hello. Welcome to Midlife Mojo. I'm your host, Lisa Dupree, and today we'll be exploring thriving during midlife. Whether you're in your 40s or 50s or even 60s, this episode aims to provide insights, practical strategies, and hopefully some inspiration for you to make the most of your midlife. Welcome to Midlife Mojo, the podcast all about how to be fit and flourish in your 50s. In today's episode, I'll be addressing a couple of questions that individuals often wonder about as they age and mature. First, we'll explore key aspects of well-being to focus on during midlife, and then we'll discuss how to prioritize both physical and mental health. So let's get started with the first one. What elements of overall well-being are best to focus on during midlife? Well, midlife is really an opportune time to assess various aspects of your life and make adjustments as needed. It's also a great time for reflection and self-discovery. And like they say, there's no time like the present. So I want to just go over four key aspects of well-being to focus on during midlife. The first is No surprise, physical health. Prioritizing your physical well-being is crucial during midlife. Regular exercise, a balanced diet, sufficient sleep are all foundational pillars. So I'll dive deeper into each of those in a minute. Another thing to prioritize with physical health is getting regular checkups and screenings. So this is something if you've been doing it for a while, you want to just make sure you're continuing being consistent. If you haven't gotten a screening and you're in your 40s and 50s, now is probably a good time to get a routine physical. So a physical that contains blood work, basic biometrics like waist circumference, blood pressure, a resting EKG, all of these things can help identify health concerns early on. Another thing to think about is like, for special conditions, um, like if you're out in the sun a lot, or like me, you laid out in the sun using a mix of baby oil and iodine in your teens with no sunscreen in sight whatsoever, like it might be good to put on your list to check in with a dermatologist on a regular basis, especially as we're getting older. Other preventive measures that are important in midlife include things like colonoscopies um, for women, mammograms for men, prostate exams, different types of immunizations, pneumonia um, vaccines, shingles vaccines, things like that. So keeping those in mind just as preventive measures. Moving on to the second aspect of well-being to focus on is emotional well-being. Midlife often brings with it a range of opportunities, but also a range of emotions. And those can go from excitement and fulfillment to uncertainty and stress. So it's important to nurture your emotional well-being by engaging in activities that bring you joy and satisfaction. So I suggest spending just a little bit of time reflecting on what those things are now that you're in your 40s and 50s. I know for me, some of those things have stayed the same for decades. I started dancing when I was like four years old, and it has been a consistent boost to my emotional well-being and emotional health ever since. And I fully intend to be dancing in some form or fashion until I leave this world. So that's a little bit different than some of the things that I'm enjoying more recently, 
if y'all know me, y'all know my co- my daughter is in college. She moved out into her own place in the past year, and it's been so cool to just hang out with her. Like I am finding so much joy in just spending time with her on a random day or talking to her, hanging out, and just discussing whatever comes up. Some other examples of activities to explore could be taking up something like photography or painting. I know for me, I got back into welding after taking some classes about 20 years ago, and now I'm working on making metal art. And these type of activities are creative outlets that can help you express your emotions and find contentment and also feel a sense of accomplishment. So cultivate a new hobby. Start up an old hobby that you once enjoyed. Spend quality time with loved ones and explore new experiences that ignite your passion. Speaking of passion, next up is relationships. Midlife offers an opportunity to deepen existing relationships and forge new ones. This is important because of the health risk related to loneliness and social isolation. So as we age, we are at increased risk for loneliness and social isolation due to things like living alone, the loss of family and friends, um, having a chronic illness, even hearing loss can contribute to this loneliness factor. A 2020 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine highlighted that more than one-third of adults age 45 or older felt lonely, and nearly one-quarter of adults age 65 or older were considered to be socially isolated. So poor social relationships, which are characterized by social isolation and loneliness, was associated with a 29% increased risk of heart disease and a 32% increased risk of stroke. Loneliness was associated with higher rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide. So it's worth investing some time and effort into maintaining meaningful connections. Those connections that you want to foster with family, friends, your significant other, other So make an effort to engage in open and honest communication by actively listening and showing empathy to really enhance those connections that you have. Another way to cultivate relationships during midlife is by participating in volunteer work or community projects. This will not only contribute to a cause that you care about and align with things that you value, but it will also help you form connections with like-minded people who share those values. And finally, personal growth. Focusing on personal growth for well-being in midlife. It's, you know, midlife is a prime time for this opportunity of growth and reflection. So taking stock of the things that you've already achieved, revisiting your passions and interests, and setting new goals for yourself all fall under this personal growth aspect. Engage in continuous learning whether that's through reading books, attending workshops, pursuing further education, learning new hobbies, things like joining a book club or enrolling in some sort of course, like if you want to write, a writing course can foster personal growth and provide opportunities for intellectual stimulation. Focusing on these four key aspects of well-being, physical health, emotional health, connection through relationships, 
and personal growth during midlife provides a foundation for a fulfilling life ahead. The second question that I want to address is really around how you can prioritize physical and mental health during midlife, because no doubt about it, Midlife is a time to pay attention to both physical and mental health. Prioritizing these can significantly and positively impact your overall quality of life. So regular exercise, maintaining a healthy balanced diet, and getting enough sleep are essential to physical health. Things like engaging in activities that stimulate your mind, such as reading, learning new skills, contribute to mental wellness. So let's explore some strategies to help you maintain optimal functioning in both these areas. So first, probably not surprising, exercise. Engaging in regular physical activity has so many benefits for both physical and mental health, which is great because it's like a twofer. You get two benefits during one exercise session. Consider incorporating a mix of cardiovascular exercise, strength training, and flexibility into your weekly routine. You want to find activities that you enjoy, and that could be anything, hiking, swimming, playing a sport, going to the gym, walking, any of those things. One thing to consider is matching your higher motive to your mode of exercise, There are many different intrinsic motivators for exercise other than just improving your health. So things like enhancing skill and ability, so accomplishment or achievement, easing of tension and stress, interacting with others, having fun. So by considering what you want the experience itself In the moment for exercise to bring, you can choose modes of activity that are more likely for you to be motivated to do. So for example, joining a hiking club or participating in a local sport league can provide not only physical health benefits, but also opportunities for social interaction and camaraderie. So if you're looking for that social connection, that social interaction, those can be great options. Participating in like a local walking or running group or going to a dance class can not only improve your physical health, but can also provide a sense of achievement as well as enjoyment and fun. For more ideas, I have a quick guide that can help you identify different activities to explore and ones to avoid depending on the type of experience you're looking for. You can download this guide by using the link in the show notes. So I want to move on now to healthy eating. It's pretty well known that nourishing your body with a well-balanced diet is crucial for maintaining energy levels, maintaining weight, optimal body composition, as well as reducing risk for chronic disease. So focusing on consuming a variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats is going to be your best bet. You also want to think about limiting like these packaged, highly processed or ultra-processed foods, sugary snacks, and limiting excessive alcohol intake. So an example of prioritizing healthy eating, if this is something that you are like looking to incorporate it or just change things up, it could be as simple as joining a cooking class. 
or deciding to experiment with a new healthy recipe at home. Visiting the farmer's market to pick up some seasonal produce that you may not regularly have or you may not regularly eat and do something creative, incorporate it into a favorite meal. So this can not only improve your nutrition, but it also ignites your culinary creativity. One thing that I want to mention that's interesting because my brother and my dad both do this. I'm still working on it, but they plan out their meals for the week and then they go to the grocery store with a list and get only what's on that list. They come home, they spend a little time portioning out and preparing the food for the week. This helps eliminate the need to like go out to eat, grab something quick on the way home when you don't have a plan and you're hungry and you need food quick. Um, but it also helps in planning kind of a more balanced meal overall because they're doing it ahead of time. They're thinking through it. They're not trying to come up with something in the moment. Um, also, it helps them plan in some treats that they want to have, and they have it already portioned out and ready to go. This is important because it helps limit those empty calories and processed foods. So next, I want to move on to mindfulness and meditation. Managing stress and cultivating mental well-being is essential during any time of life. Incorporating mindfulness and meditation practices into your daily routine can greatly reduce anxiety and help you improve focus, which is important as we age. So there's a difference, though, between mindfulness and meditation. So you want to think about meditation as the training ground for learning mindfulness. You know, at first, we meditate to become familiar with the present, with the here and now for a limited time period and within a specific structure. But here's the thing about mindfulness. When you are able to cultivate that ability to be in that present, it's no longer just a temporary state of mind and something that you do during meditation and then you forget about it or it vanishes for the rest of the day. So by regularly practicing mindfulness, it helps us develop the ability to be present throughout the day at any moment, every day. And so it doesn't eliminate the stress or other difficulties by being mindful. Instead, by becoming aware, being mindful of your thoughts, unpleasant thoughts, unpleasant emotions that arise because of challenging situations, practicing mindfulness allows us to have more choice in how we handle the situations in the moment. And it gives us an ability to have a better chance of reacting calmly and empathetically when we're faced with stress or challenges. Aside from meditation, engaging activities that promote relaxation, such as deep breathing exercises, yoga, journaling, these can also help with the practice of mindfulness. And then speaking of relaxation, rest and recovery in the form of adequate sleep is another area to focus on in midlife. Sleep plays a vital role in emotional regulation and cognitive function. It promotes mental clarity, focus, and resilience. Research has found that around seven hours of sleep is ideal, 
with both insufficient and excessive sleep associated with a decreased ability to pay attention, to remember and learn new things, to solve problems and make decisions. So seven hours of sleep was also found to be linked with better mental health, with people experiencing more symptoms of anxiety, depression, and worse overall well-being if they reported sleeping for longer or shorter times. Effective sleep strategies include establishing a consistent sleep schedule, creating a relaxing bedtime routine, or creating a sleep-friendly environment. Set a regular bedtime and a regular wake-up time, even on the weekends, to help regulate your body's internal clock. This consistency helps train your body to fall asleep and wake up at the desired times, and that helps promote overall better sleep quality. Doing something calming before bed, like reading a book, taking a warm bath, or practicing relaxation techniques like deep breathing or meditation can help because these rituals signal to your body that it's time to unwind, prepare for sleep, and that enhances the quality of your rest as well. And then thinking about making your bedroom a sanctuary, a sanctuary for sleep by optimizing your environment for rest. So keeping the room dark and quiet, keeping it at a comfortable temperature, usually a little bit on the cooler side for most people, tends to work really well. You know, investing in a supportive mattress and pillow so that you are comfortable, things that suit your preference, helps create that kind of feeling that's conducive to sleep. Also, think about minimizing exposure to electronic devices like iPhones, iPads, computers, TVs, things like that before you go to bed. And consider using things like blackout curtains or white noise machines to create a more peaceful atmosphere that's conducive to sleep. Using any of these strategies can increase the likelihood of you getting adequate sleep, both in duration and in quality. By prioritizing your physical and mental health, you'll cement a strong foundation for flourishing in midlife. That brings us to the end of today's episode of Midlife Mojo. We've explored key aspects of well-being to focus on during midlife, including physical, mental, and emotional health, relationships, and personal growth, along with strategies for prioritizing physical and mental health that include exercise, healthy, balanced eating, sleep, and mindfulness. Midlife can be a time of growth, self-discovery, and new possibilities. Really embrace it. Nurture your well-being and create a thriving life that brings you joy and fulfillment. Thank you for joining me on Midlife Mojo. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the show and share it with others who you think may be interested. Until next time, take care and keep your mojo rising. (music) 